Welcome to the Turnover NBA Podcast. It's a week t- three, week three of our playoff coverage. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're here on Sunday, June six. I've got Alex here with Hello. us. Alex, how's how's it going? You've survived the first round, and from what it seems like, you've seen ninety nine point nine percent of the games. I've seen a lot of games. I I survived the first round, but um, the Blazers did not. Oh well. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about that because I, I think just because it's me and you today, I'm sure there will be more more of our Blazers, Wizards, Knicks trifecta talk. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you survived the first round. I barely survived the first round. It was it was a lot of a lot of basketball to keep up with. There are some really amazing series. Um, I guess let's just get into it and let's pour it out first for some of our first round teams that are no longer here with us so as i rightly predicted <laughs> the nuggets finished off the trailblazers and dame time just was not, not able to was not enough it wasn't enough so i don't know talk us you know especially now we've got the news terry stotts is on his way out uh dame is lobbying for certain coaches uh jason yep. kidd withdrew his name apparently right he is <laughs> preemptively out big sigh of relief um <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I don't know your your closing thoughts on the Trailblazers season. This has been your team since you started watching basketball. So this this has been my team, and you know I I appreciate that they've always been kind of competing. Um, I think coming into the season, I was very excited. I think like they did kind of some pretty uh, big moves with Covington and uh, Derek Jones Jr. and then kind of just this these these tweaks that I, I think were good moves and then Nurkic was you know healthy and then mid-season trade of Powell uh, that was also exciting because it really really felt like they were they were going all in and it, it you know personnel wise uh, I would argue ha- has been the best in, in recent years um, and yeah first round was up against the Nuggets I think you know the Nuggets are definitely a, a tough team I think you know playing against the probably going to be the MVP is always a, a, a tough situation uh, even if they were uh, down quite a few people, Murray, Barton, and some other folks. And, yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, what we saw was what we've kind of seen in the past. I, I, you know, I'm reminded of last year when there was that stretch when the Blazers were just trying to get into uh, the playoffs and, like, Dame was just, like, playing out of his mind. And uh, we kind of saw that again, especially with that kind of, iconic game five in which Damian Lillard uh, over two overtimes uh, got a total of 55 points and uh, 10 assists with that uh, and also highly efficient and uh, they still lost and so I think after that game five there was just uh, a lot of the old questions came up again in terms of what can this supporting cast do Um, they're supposed to be an offensive heavy kind of team or construction but like if they're not delivering when it like quote unquote matters, then, you know, do we really need to like really make some big changes kind of question the, the two guard uh, CJ Dame kind of pairing uh, questioning whether like with Nurk, you know, that's enough uh, questioning some of these things, the supporting cast and then whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's been like a little rough, but I, I feel like uh, maybe it's overdue. Maybe this is like inevitable. You know, I, I, I think even if they eke out a win, in this series, I I think they have a uh, they would have had a very difficult path forward, anyways. Um, yeah. And so, 
Uh, Stotts is, yeah, no longer with the organization. Uh, from what we've heard, like, you know, everyone's had, like, a really good relationship when he's, you know, been the head coach for the past nine years. And uh, I don't think he was, like, an awful coach, but perhaps he, you know, perhaps we just needed to see something new. Um, I don't think he was, like, an exceptional coach. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's tough. And, and now there's a lot of kind of question marks in terms of what, what happens because it's – it's hard for me to see kind of the same roster uh, try again next year without some some key changes or shifts. Yeah, I guess I got a question for you, and this is like the thing that every NBA, every modern day NBA fan, and I guess younger fans are getting criticized for. But if uh, you know, hypothetically, just just for the fun of it, if if Damian Lillard was to leave the Portland Trailblazers, right. Would you continue to be a Trailblazers fan? Would I continue to be a Trailblazers fan? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I I feel like I would still probably keep tabs on them, but I, I like I definitely am more of a I would say I'm more of a Damian Lillard fan than I am a Trailblazers fan. Right. So so wherever if if Dame goes somewhere else, I would probably you know watch him on that team. And I've and, already you know, seen. It makes a lot of sense. I've already seen the Photoshop jerseys of basically every team configuration. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically every middling team with cap space looking for a big boost next year is trying to imagine themselves with Dame Lillard. Um, the Knicks were barely eliminated for a few hours, and the Dame Lillard uh, rumors started started popping up almost immediately um, right. uh, because they have cap space. But you know, I don't. Off season is still quite a while away. But I was just kind of wanted to ask that because. You know, it's it's a, it's been your first, I don't know, your third year watching basketball, right. and you've grown an attachment to this team. But it mm-hmm. just makes so much sense that the players are the ones that are attracting fans, and not these like amorphous franchises that you know, despite their histories, you know, right. they're still they feel I have, like I have more no of attachment to Portland. <laughs> you don't. You're not a big. Uh, not I, I yet. Have no idea what Portland is known for. Um, I don't know. Bill we Walton. could we could edit something in. Yeah, uh, big attachment of. <laughs> Uh, cheese. I don't. I really. Yeah. I've never. I have never been up there. Actually, I don't know if you have. But I if, haven't. Uh, yeah, but if Dame leaves, then perhaps you may. You may never. <laughs> no reason to. Head to Portland. No, I mean, I'd love to still visit at some point. I hear it's nice. Uh, okay, it's a very I, nice answer. I do think it is. Uh, yeah, it, it is kind of a emerging question of like following players or following you know teams. Uh. I, I want like it's kind of cheating, but my answer is kind of a little bit both because like part of why uh, I was kind of attracted to the Trailblazers was actually like I read an article about how like uh, they have a really like strong team culture, and so like you know in in some ways I am also tied to the team, and so that's why like there is an appeal to following them uh, even if they you know uh, change up or if they rebuild or if they make right. some major roster changes. Like if they're able to keep the same core and spirit of, in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. But I guess that does open up, you know, larger questions of if... And, and you know, there hasn't been any any rumors or anything about him leaving. But if Damian Lillard leaves, like how much of that idea of a culture or idea of a team is attached to him and how much is like with the organization. And it is kind of amorphous. Yeah, it turns out that CJ McCollum was the true leader of this team i mean <laughs> he is he is a leader he's i don't want to knock cj oh he, he had, he had to trade cj i'm saying so, it 
I'm you're finally saying, saying it. it. You, you've it's been good. you've been it's trying to tell me that perhaps they just have to split them up. And for the past few years, I've just been like, no, I think they can make it work. I think they can make it work. And I don't know. In I'm all just... fairness, it, it does depend on what they get in, in return and how what that looks like. Because it wasn't like, well, I guess like you, you think back to Gary Trent Jr. And yeah. what he could have, he you know, stepped into that starting position. Um, for a long time, Jonathan Sharks at the ringer was saying that CJ should be traded for Aaron Gordon. But I don't, I'm not exactly sure about that either because Aaron Gordon... You know, he 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 definitely isn't the same level of offense that CG provides. Although I guess it solves some positional issues, but right. I don't know. This is the year. This is the year that something. It definitely feels like something is going to happen, and you hope it's going to be a stronger result and not maybe like a Houston Rockets type of result um, for, for this team. Um, you know, I any parting words about the Nuggets? It seemed like Michael Porter Jr. finally came through in the last couple of games and. Uh, I know enough has been said about Jokic, and we complained about Compazzo. Was there anything else that kind of impressed you in the last couple of games? The thing is, like, I really like, you know, the Nuggets. It's just that, you know, two out of the three postseasons I've watched has been the Blazers against the, the Nuggets. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate that they they kind of, you know, thanks, I think, in big part of, like, Jokic's uh, leadership style, as well as just, like, his play style, that he's able to kind of unlock the potential of so many people that you get to see, like, Monte Morris kind of step up. You get to see a game in which, like, Millsap uh, plays really well. You get to see, like, Austin Rivers, you yeah, know, yeah. have have not only, like, an amazing game, but even throughout the entire series be kind of a, a, a key to the team's success. And I, I don't think that's a mistake. I, I think, you know, a lot can be attributed to how that team's um, uh construction is made and how, how its culture is and what Malone has done. And, you know, I... I think that makes them very exciting. I, you know, it, honestly, it just makes me even sadder that Murray is Murray is out because right. honestly, this this team looks really, really good. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting because they're well. I guess we'll jump. They're facing off against the Suns, and that should be a pretty wild series. Uh, you actually have two dom, two like pretty good big men on, on you know facing off against each other. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess the other biggest storyline that you know everyone else is talking about. Maybe we don't have to go into too much unless we have like a you know, a certain take on this or have certain strong feelings, but uh, LeBron has been bounced out of the first round. This is a pretty low, you know, a low point for him uh, considering the recent context. But yeah, the Suns took out the Lakers 4-2. to two. And, I, you know, there was a minute where the Lakers, you know, kind of smashed him in, in, I think, game three. And Anthony Davis had, had some dominant performances. But with him going out with injury... And the rest of the Lakers were quite dysfunctional. Right. And I guess this year they don't, you know, Kyle Kuzma doesn't have an opportunity this year to prove that he might be a, a decent role player. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, I was really impressed by by this, this Suns team because I was really impressed by their defense, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense really gave LeBron a ton of trouble. LeBron looked exhausted trying to carry this team. And no one else was really able to step up. And I think, you know, part of it is, of course, Anthony Davis went down. But this Suns team, you know, they've got some very, they've got some good defenders. They've got some exciting players. Bridges, Payne, uh, you know, Cameron Johnson coming through and, 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 you know, playing big defensive minutes, offensive minutes. Um, yeah, it just feels like the Suns have peaked at the right time and the yeah. Lakers had a bit of misfortune. But I don't know. I'm excited to see this team continue being elite. 
and the Suns Nuggets series is definitely going to be. I don't know they're all great. Honestly, all these series are great, and it's been a while since I felt we could say that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Really enjoyed watching the Suns Suns play, um, and Devin Booker catch fire for that last game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is um, probably the the most talked about kind of series, um, just because that's the LeBron effect. But uh, yeah, I definitely like think it's important to give credit to the Suns. I think you know they have. Uh, all their players kind of playing at their best right now and I think having people like Chris Paul there kind of helps alleviate some of the usual uh, challenges or struggles that teams that make it to the playoffs for the first time or like haven't had a lot of playoff experience usually kind of falter over a a series I I feel like having leadership like Chris Paul there really helps kind of uh, keep them level-headed and even when they lose to bounce back and fight even harder and I think that was really key, um, along with like Devin Booker really stepping up uh, now that he's in the spotlight and, and really kind of, um, yeah, proving a lot of people wrong that were just saying that he was just like empty stats and whatnot. Um, so that's been amazing to see. Uh, I think with the Lakers, you know, they're they're kind of a they're kind of a weird team. I feel like if you don't have uh, LeBron James or Anthony Davis healthy, uh, obviously when you have like. Um, these two players, they're so dominant when they're not 100%. The rest of the team kind of falls apart. Um, and, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was rough to see. Um, I feel like LeBron James made his best effort, but he was, you know, even coming in, not 100%. I wouldn't be too quick to, to – I know there's, like, this narrative of, uh, you know, the, the out with the old, in with the new. And I, I think it is exciting to see a lot of young players play exceptionally well during these playoffs. But – uh, I wouldn't count LeBron James <laughs> quite out yeah. yet. You know, like I, I think as long as you have LeBron James and AD, like you're you're a contender in, in my book, and I, I wouldn't panic and, and uh, do something drastic. I would I would think about you know what a better supporting cast might look like. Um, but Is Kyle Kuzma on this team next year. <sighs> Kyle Kuzma isn't like the worst player. It's just like offensively he has these like very very bad low lights <laughs> yeah something about the awkward you know he's a bit of an awkward he, like, size too fast for how yeah i don't know he, yeah, i think he, yeah he's just been out of control he's just yeah. a little out of control but i i wouldn't like yeah i wouldn't say he's like oh he's the worst player ever and i you know i don't think he really like moved the needle one way or another to be honest yeah i think I, there's there's larger questions of like does Drummond like play a big part? They were kind of like hot and cold with them throughout even even this series, and they will. Uh, it sounds like they'll be out getting another big man because, mm-hmm. yeah, Drummond was not great. I, I'll, I'll say that, and yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess, <laughs> yeah, it was it was just it was just you know Dwight Howard was Short, and Javale McGee was a mess too, and yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I thought he was playing pretty well throughout the season. It seemed like a very good pickup, and then uh... I think once the pressure got him to you know be that second scorer behind LeBron, it just I don't know he did, he didn't step up, and you know it's weird, but it's like Rondo they really miss Rondo on this team, you know because you know, Rondo despite his limited ability right he would have been the one to say like oh I need to put up some buckets here I need to attack the basket or make some plays, where Schroeder kind of shrunk you know towards the end and. Uh, Kind of focused on getting transition buckets. You know, he played decent defense, but 
uh, yeah, it was unfortunate to see him shrink towards the end. But you know, I, I will say again, the Suns played played them very well. They had they had the right personnel. Uh, once once AD you know was not in the picture, they could kind of handle the Lakers uh, much more easily. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was it's it's you know new champion, so it's gonna be it's it'll be an exciting exciting playoffs. I, I but, think. I think the new champion part is like the most exciting part just from like selfishly from a watching basketball perspective to see someone new kind of win it all. Uh, I will say I, you know, I, I am still a little sad that we, we don't get to see a hundred percent LeBron James in a playoff setting mm-hmm. because he's, you know, he's the greatest basketball player currently playing. And um, I don't know. I think it's just always amazing to be able to see him play. Um, so yeah. I, I think that is a shame to be honest. Well, you say that now, and then I, I can imagine you complaining about, oh. I mean, I did last year, yeah, <laughs> when, when he was bulldozing my hopes and dreams. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, all, you know, I'm very down to see LeBron come back healthy another year. Hopefully he's able to maintain, like, the conditioning that he's managed to maintain for the past couple of years, and hopefully right. he gets the COVID vaccine as well. Um, and at least we'll get to see him take on the Monstars in uh, Space Jam 2. I'm not exactly excited for I saw the trailer. I don't know. You're not well, sold? It looks like Ready Player One <laughs> with does. basketball. That's the vibe. I'm yeah. Yeah, um, I'm skeptical too. Yeah. But hey, you know, they, um, they could always surprise us. Um, right. It'll, you, did, it'll... you did mention uh, Rondo. And I think, you know, Rondo on the Clippers have been very helpful. Yeah, I so think, let's talk about the Clippers. Let's yeah, talk about that I, game seven win. Right, which which just happened recently. I, I think that this has been my personal favorite series to watch um, because it's honestly just kind of wild because, like, the Mavericks came in here red hot. They were making every, every shot they took. Took the first two games from, you know, uh, while they were away at, at the Clippers' home court. Um, and then to see the Clippers almost at the brink at the start of game three and then to come back and then subsequently it's been this duel in which like Luca has been playing on an uh, absolutely incredible level uh honestly like I think at his current level he could be a first option in a team that can win it all right but yeah, I, he, yeah. he yeah. looks like an MVP out there it's it's pretty it's it's pretty wild I I it feels like we're you know, it feels like when Michael Jordan was on his first couple of playoff teams and they kind of lost in seven games to these, like, more experienced teams and it took him a while until he found, like, sustained success. That's what it feels like when we're watching Luka Doncic because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, right now, you know, the team, I think the reason why we were so optimistic about the Mavs was because they were, Luka was playing so well. Right. And the Clippers were underachieving by quite a bit. Right. And when all the dust settled, though, you know, Kristaps Porzingis was not able to get it going, you know. Right. And I and mean, I was I was tricked into thinking that Tim Hardaway Jr. would just. I told you he's a streaky right he's a streaky player <laughs> all series. But um, yeah, that's the thing. You know, you've got a streaky player like Tim Hardaway Jr. and uh, no second, unfortunately, no second All Star on this team. And yeah, really disappointing that Kristaps wasn't able to get more involved. And I don't know if this is like. He's just one of those players that, you know, because of his lack of physicality, because he's not the number one guy, maybe he shrinks. It, maybe he just looks worse in the, in the playoffs, and 
you know, the Clippers were just able to guard him well, and he's not really able to use his size advantage down low, but he, he, he has a better face-up game. But it was just like, I don't know, you really expect something more from a guy who you thought was going to be on, like, a max contract, who was the number one option on the Knicks. Um, for me, that that's going to be the biggest issue in the future for the Mavs, is, like, if they can't get Chris S. Porzingis going at, like, a at a high level, you know, um, I don't know. They might have to. They might have to find someone else for for Luca to play with because it was. Yeah, he scored like eight points in one game, and that that just can't happen. But um, we need to spend some time talking about the Kawhi letter that has emerged in the past week. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the thing. I feel like some of us might have forgotten, and obviously, we were. Uh, at the top of my mind was very much like, oh, this is kind of like perhaps a repeat of last year in which like the Clippers just collapsed and, you know, blew a 3-1 lead. And um, at, at at some point in the series, halfway through, it, it kind of felt like that. It kind of felt like, you know, the Clippers were all kind of disoriented. You had, you know, uh, <laughs> you had like Patrick Beverly out there just being demolished by Luka over and over and over again. Uh, and it looked like they were they were just really stuck. That was the thing. It it, it was com- you know every game was fairly competitive for a decent chunk of time. But like you can kind of tell in the early games that the Mavericks were definitely in control. And then about halfway through, there were some key adjustments that I think Tyloo made that were kind of important. And uh, you know, I think having- Ty, Ty Lue continues to prove people wrong. I I honestly kind of think so. Yeah, you you have kind of fairly drastic shifts of like Batum and and Jackson starting um, and having man playing more minutes. And, uh, you know, like you said, though, I, I think one of the keys is just Kawhi Leonard being like, I'm, I'm not going home right now. And he just, he takes over in, in a way I don't think any other player does. Like, it's not just offensively, uh, it, it's defensively too. It's, it's his assistance, uh, assists and whatnot. And it's... Um, I don't know. He's just a force. Like he, when he's kind of locked in for like a quarter straight, he will just be making every bucket and like make every single one look like a layup. And it's just so efficient, and it's just uh, very demoralizing for the other team, honestly. And it's just honestly incredible to watch. The Mavericks just couldn't could not put anyone in front of him. And yeah, yeah. Once uh, you know, I'm looking at the box score just to double check, but yeah, Ivica Zubac, you know, played three minutes in the in Game Seven, like he. Like, I guess if, if anyone was to give Ty Lue crap, I guess it would have been, like, why didn't you pull Zubac a little earlier, you know, instead of waiting until the last couple of games to <laughs> right. start reducing his minutes when he's getting roasted so terribly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, things 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 worked out, and Kawhi is, I don't know, MVP. You know, we want to see this version of Kawhi, right? Yeah. This is the this is the, this is is the the Kawhi version that we tune, tune into, and... Um, I think that, you know, the Clippers are going up against the Jazz. So you have this team of uh, Kawhi and Paul George facing us against Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. And that's going to be super fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, like, before that, I just want to we'll shout out our two teams real quick. The Wizards went down pretty early on. Five games. The Knicks hey, also five games out. instead of four. That I'll Yeah, they, uh, they took honestly. one. They took one. Very, you should be proud of the Wizards. Um, I don't know where the Wizards go from here, but it was a fun series, and they made it to the playoffs. I have no idea what, how they can fix. <laughs> I don't know. Where I mean, they Scott can Brooks go is still around, you know. Uh, 
I, I think it's encur- it is encouraging to see Rui Hachimura play, you know... Uh, Get his first playoff experience. Yeah, you know, and, and, and doing relatively decent. Like, definitely a little bit rough, but kind of... Uh, Really, really growing into his role throughout the series, and Gafford getting more playoff experience, and that stuff is definitely cool. But I, yeah, I am, I am not sure how or where this team goes from here, really. Yeah, and I mean, likewise with the the Knicks going down to the Hawks was, I think it was really surprising for folks. But it was, I guess, after watching the first couple of games, you kind of got a sense that. Julius Randle really wasn't able to get a shot against like this Hawks team, and I think the Hawks, the Hawks, I, I said it last time, they play pretty good defense, and Trey Young is unguardable. Yeah, and people knock Trey Young for his defense, but the thing is, like the Knicks really didn't have anyone who could attack him, mm-hmm. and you know R.J. Barrett for his first playoff experience was you know kind of a disappointment as well, and it'll be interesting to see how this team retools next year. I, what do you think? What do you think needs to be changed or tweaked? I think they really, they really need a, a point guard. They really need another point guard. Yeah, because, you can't have Derrick Rose be the best player on your team. Yeah, it, it, you know, Derrick Rose, as well as he's been playing, you know, he's still sort of limited in a lot of ways. And yeah, I, I, the Knicks really need a guard. And you know, Alfred Payton was starting the whole year, and then he kind of like they just finally pulled pulled the or stopped playing him towards the end yeah so i think they need a point guard i think they need to find some size as well uh the team is kind of small even though defensively they play well you know uh taj gibson mm-hmm. and Nerlens noel they're all right and if we'll see if mitchell robinson is healthy enough to play another year but yeah i definitely want to see another guard and maybe another uh decent scorer on this team that kind of you know we need to kind of bring this team to the next level and the only way that's going to happen is if I, I don't know if Julius... I'm still not convinced that Julius Randle is the number one option on a championship team, which is mm-hmm. fine, you know, which is which is fine. But right. I... Yeah, I mean, it was a good year. Yeah, it was a I really, mean, they, they, they exceeded basically every every uh, expectation. Yeah, with a roster that doesn't look like it should be a playoff roster in a lot of ways. I mean, Todd Gibson was starting, y'all. It's, I think you should... Yeah, I think you and all Knicks fans should be excited yeah i think I mean, we need to reframe the playoffs but that's a longer conversation i mean i, I mean it's not only, a only one team wins it all is what i'm saying and i think a lot of players and a lot of teams play very good basketball no they, they do i and i i think like uh i i think you're right and it's sometimes it's just like but but you know i think the knicks did receive their accolades i, I will say that for yeah. um for making it to the playoffs and you know they, you know, over and the and the Knicks fans were were calling to play the Nets after their one win. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> so, so I, maybe they need to be. I mean, if there's anything that's really clear, it's that the the Knicks are New York's team, and yeah. you know, it was only one win, but the one win I saw, you know, on the Madison Gar, you know, at Madison Square Garden, the crowd was into it, calling Trey Young bald. It was just a fantastic experience. It was fun. And I, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, ho- I hope we see it next year, but part of me also feels like this team could also implode next year. But I guess we'll wait for the offseason to talk more about that. But uh, I guess, are there any other teams you wanted to shout out or talk about before we jump into, like, I, I kind of want to do some quick previews for the second round. Yeah, but, uh, uh, 
any other you know did boston you know bring anything up for you the you know i mean tatum's amazing i think without brown they already had a very difficult road going forward i think they have there are big question marks they don't they don't have a head coach right now um i do want to before we leave the hawks knicks the hawks capella has been looking great that's exciting I just want oh, to shut that giving up. me nightmares and Julius Randle nightmares <laughs> um, because he really, he's literally he, his his secondary his help defense was so great you know yeah um, he was just able to like kind of step out of the pain and just wait for Julius Randle to make his move um, he was all over him. so yeah yeah the the last bit I want to say is we do see the Heat and the Lakers knocked out in the first round they were the finals uh, teams last year is there a correlation there I think perhaps but you know the bubble was a uh, certainly a special place i well i i'm i'm saying it more in like the quick turnaround might have done something to a lot of these teams as well as some of these injuries we're seeing but yeah for sure i think yeah. the heat for sure looked just completely out of it completely yeah. different and they look like they need a rest and i guess the They've got to figure out, is this actually going to be a finals team moving forward? And I don't know if it is. Right. But I don't Looking know. forward. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can Jimmy come, you know, recapture that form? But mm-hmm. let's get into the second round a little bit. I just want some quick predictions. But we had some shockers also happen. Uh, yeah. The Hawks took out the Sixers today. And I think this is a kind of a testament to, like, how good Trey Young really is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's knocks on him because he's undersized, he can't play defense, but it, it doesn't matter, I guess, when he when you can run everything through him. It's it's kind of incredible, um, especially considering he's the same draft as Luka. Um, so, I don't know. Hawks might give the Sixers a little bit of trouble. And the only other series that started today was that the Nets beat the Bucks, and the Bucks could not hit a three-pointer. Right. Um, I mean, those are some early results, but uh, we should just throw in some, get our quick predictions in before we close out. So, yeah, these are these are kind of tricky. I mean, for for the Sixers Hawks, I still feel pretty confident about the Sixers. I think they're a very well constructed team, um, and so I think the Hawks might be able to take uh, another game or even two. But I, I feel like the Sixers in the end will definitely uh, take the series. Um, we're going to see some Embiid versus Capella. That'll be interesting. I mean, we're also seeing more discourse about Ben Simmons and his shooting. Right. Hack of Ben is back. Hack of Ben is back. Uh, yeah. So we'll see with that series. And then the Bucks Nets, kind of hard to say. You know, it's really sad that Harden is out. Uh, we don't know for how long. Um, at least for the next game. And I could very likely be the series um the bucks uh i don't think there's reason to panic i think there is reason for concern i feel like the the largest criticism was kind of uh bud's kind of playtime of his players and we're kind it's of happening again again <laughs> so i think there is this sense of deja vu that a lot of uh bucks fans are dreading or scared of um but I don't. I don't think this is the same Bucks team. So I, I still feel pretty good about them. But ultimately, uh, I want to say the Nets will come out ahead. Uh, if if Harden doesn't come back, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. I feel like I want to go Bucks at seven. Do you want to go Bucks really, at seven? I really would like to see this. I really think they they have the personnel to do it, especially if Harden is out for a bit. Um, just because Drew versus Kyrie is, is such a fun matchup, and then you got Giannis, and I don't know. I I feel like the Bucks, the Bucks can do it. It's gonna be relying on their like third tier guy, like or their third third star like chris middleton like you know is he able to get his shots off and uh you know is is Bryn forbes able to come in and hit some big shots i i just think they match up well and i think that you know this yeah i think it'll be close i think it'll be very close but i'm i'm leaning towards bucks just because i i really feel like the nets i don't know if they'll be able to contain someone like Giannis offensively or defensively Mm -hmm. sorry so I, I favor I favor the Bucks, but again, like yeah, if we see these like weird line you know, rotations and like Giannis starts playing like thirty five minutes a game, uh, yeah, a little. Uh, I like what you said though, concern, and yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't panic, but yeah, I would, I would. Hopefully, you know, the right adjustments get made, and then uh, we'll see. I think I think with the Nets, it is. I think it is very exciting to see Kevin Durant kind of come back and play really really well like there was there was for we almost forgot about it but there there has there was for a while concern about whether his recovery you know he whether he'd be the same player he was before um and i think it's been kind of great to say for the most part uh yeah right yeah blake griffin out there for 35 minutes too looking pretty decent yeah that's cool it's it'll be a fun series. This Nets team is just kind of fascinating, but um, I uh, I also favor the Sixers. <clears throat> I feel like the Hawks could sneak another game in there because um, I feel like with Trey Young out there, you really can't get almost anything. Um, mm-hmm. Nuggets Suns. It's it's kind of a wild card. The Suns beat the Lakers. That's. I feel like a big one. Like right. to take down the Lakers first round. Big confidence booster. Um, for sure. And like Devin Booker has kind of, like I said before, lived up to it. And everyone else has been playing well too. Nuggets though, oh, that's the thing. Nuggets just have a way of getting these wins in. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Like you, it's like you. There's all these doubts. There's all these questions. It's like, oh, they're down three one, and now it's like, oh, they're down like five players, and yet they still pull off every single time. And so, man, I'm kind of almost rounding back to being like, maybe the Nuggets can keep going. I, I, this is yeah, this is truly a coin flip for me. Like, I really think the Nuggets had some issues about against the Blazers. That was not. They didn't exactly demonstrate their most positive values. Yep. Um, but I, it's hard to call. But what if really Michael Porter Jr. just continues to play well? That's the thing, That's you know, huge, I, it, but he, you're he... relying on such a young player. And <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know. And the, the Suns did play great defense, but, uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what Jokic will do against this team for sure. Maybe he'll have some minutes against Frank Kaminsky and yeah, that will be interesting. Um, if you were to call it though, if you were to I think, your coin, I mean, the Nuggets have will have the best player on the court, so I will go with that. So, Fair I'm enough. Nuggets, I, I, I think it'll be a series though. 
Yeah. yeah. Six or seven games in my I mind. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I got the I got the Nuggets as well. Just because, you know, I got to you got to support the MVP. Yeah, you, you got to support the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good good rationale. Good rationale. Uh, yeah, Clippers Jazz. I like the Clippers. I think they can go all the way. I am a little concerned that Kawhi had to go kind of all out to win, but I think that's actually more of a testament to how good Luka is, to be honest. So you feel like we're going to see the usual story of the Jazz where they played really well, but then by the end of the series, Donovan Mitchell is exhausted and Gobert has like five fouls. I think so. Yeah. So I'm Although all those with... times have been against the Rockets, so I guess. <laughs> right. Um, although they did I think lose Jazz out is it. kind of a wild card. To be honest, in my mind, yeah, they played so well during the regular season. They yeah. played pretty well against the Grizzlies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I guess that we go, we continue to doubt this Jazz team that they don't have enough star power. But you know, Mike Conley has really come into form. You know. Yep. But I guess I guess it's really interesting. You have this matchup of these two smaller guards versus these two gigantic wings, mm-hmm. and. I, I I don't know. It could be interesting, and it's going to be interesting to see if they go small, you know, with that Batum lineup against Gobert, if that, you know, is able to, you know, give any trouble. Or we could see the return of Zubac. Um, mm-hmm. But part of me also does think, like, Donovan and Conley could really, you know, come through and make this a series and, you know, maybe even outplay Kawhi and Paul George some of these games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it might... It might just depend on how Kawhi's performance is going forward, which I, I guess is like a cop out answer. But you so know, you got the he, Clippers assuming he, MVP Kawhi is there. Yeah, if he continues playing like he has, then I'd go with the Clippers because I think like they have a pretty good supporting cast and they have the flexibility to kind of switch up, uh, you know, who they play. And like Paul George has been playing pretty well as well. Uh, as like the second option, and so I feel I feel pretty good. I don't know if Ibaka will be back, but if he is, that could also be a big boost. Yeah, I think the Jazz are trying to get their first big playoff achievement. Yeah, and you know they played so well this regular season. It's, it's... I mean, I, I'm I'm sure in that like um, Nuggets Jazz duel last year between Murray and, and Mitchell, like Mitchell just saw what, you know, the Nuggets and Murray did and he was just like, I can do that and, and I kind of believe that he can do that. And so there there is that potential for sure. I think it's definitely there. Alright. Uh, I guess I slightly favor the Clippers as well, but I, I'm also not surprised if the Jazz could come through and we have another Clippers Clippers gate collapse of sorts. We'll see. Yeah, so that's uh, that's that for the predictions. I believe um, both of our NBA champions are still around. Uh, I had the Bucks. You had the. Did I have the Bucks or the Nuggets? Oh no. I had oh. the Nets. You had the Nets. Yeah. All right. And unfortunately, uh, Eric lost the Lakers. Um, lost the Lakers. Although he did, he did, he did. You know, as in his defense, he did recognize the Suns as a as a considerable threat which is exactly what has happened um Mm -hmm. so but he's probably he's probably swinging sixers knowing this guy so yeah it's finally it's finally the year finally the year it could be things are things are more wide open than than ever before honestly like things things are more wide open i can see uh you know 
I can see quite a few of these teams winning it. Yeah, all. the Atlanta Hawks, you know, they might just... Uh... That's... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just picking on you. That's... <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a stretch, but... Would I be the most surprised if they had, like, a magical season and then won it all? I think it's more possible now than ever before. That's I mean, yeah, that's how it works, though. <laughs> of course, it's more possible. <laughs> it is more possible, yeah. I, I think just not having LeBron James around. It just opens everything up so feels many way more possible. Yeah, it's like we're it's like an anime sequel that's what I'm of really the NBA. Saying. Yeah. Oh man. Um yeah, so second round, much fewer games, much more manageable. What are you looking forward to this week? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm really just excited to see some of these series get going and and kind of see how close we are to what we predicted, you know, things like the Clippers Jazz series or the Nuggets Suns, in which, like, to be honest, I really coin flip can see either team really uh, dominating, or it could be a back and forth. And um, I'm just excited to kind of see that see that um, get going. Yeah, um, that's real. I think that every one of these series could be really exciting, especially yeah. since the Hawks had that upset today. So, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, so you know, Sixers don't get an easy path, even though considerably they haven't see they haven't seen the run into as many competitive teams <laughs> on their way to the to the finals. But well, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Unless you have anything, uh, any other highlights or players or you know NBA issues that you'd like to bring up. I mean, I always have NBA issues, but nothing nothing to bring up right now. I hope I hope Harden is not too injured. I, it's just always sad to see. Um, Someone get injured injuries. during the playoffs. Same with Anthony Davis, to be honest. Like, right when he was, he- you know, even when he wasn't healthy, that that one game he played, I think game game three was just amazing. And so, it, it's yeah, and unfortunately, Anthony Davis is kind of getting a reputation as a, you know, fragile or like a injury prone sort of mm-hmm. player. And um, then er- earlier, that was that scare with uh, Joel Embiid too. And you know, I don't know long term if there's any issue there, but. Yeah, it's those things that really are kind of frustrating to see, and perhaps there is a longer conversation about like, do there does there need to be more changes so that you know injuries aren't just such a normalized fabric of this this game. I feel like people and you know yeah, it's weird because people enjoy the chaos that injuries bring, mm-hmm. um, and that's always kind of been weird to me. Like when the Raptors were playing the Warriors, right? Yeah, and that that was kind of difficult because you know. There were some awful injuries in that series, but you know the Raptors were just like, "Oh shit, this is our chance to, <laughs> right, to win yeah. the championship." I so, think as a basketball fan, it should never. I mean, it's not, it's 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 just not fun. It's not exciting. It's it's not good for the sport to see right. injuries happen. It's a shame. Right. Yeah. Well, on that note. Um, <laughs> on that note, hopefully no more. Fingers injuries. crossed, no Seriously. more injuries, yeah. no more major injuries in, the, in this playoffs. James, we hope to see James Harden back on court. Um, you know, just to amp up this Bucks Nets series even more. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, Eric will be back with us and cool. stick with us through the playoffs. Cool. All right. Three, Turnover two. on three. Yeah. Three, yeah. two, one. <laughs> Turnover. Turnover. Nice.